What's up, everybody? It's John here, back at it again with another SRSBC Sports Podcast. Today, I'm going to be coming at you with some of my thoughts from the NBA as of late on some of the struggling teams who's struggling more. The Pistons, how they've been surging as of late for a late playoff spot, but they're doing way better now. The thoughts on who's going to win in each game today. The power rankings that released today and the surprises from those. I'm not going to read the full list. The, the surprises from today, from the standings, and the news from the NBA today. So we're going to start with who's struggling more right now. The Lakers or the Celtics? The Lakers are 1-5 in their last six games since the All-Star break. And the Lakers are just not doing good at all. They're 10th in the West right now, four and a half games back of the Spurs for the 8th spot in the Western Conference. So, I think it's maybe the Celtics more, because they're hanging in 5th place. The Pistons, who are surging, we'll talk about those next. They, the Celtics, are only, like, they're 10 games away from 1st place. That's not something you're going to get first, likely not, the way they're going. Except they're about 6 games ahead of the Pistons, who are 9-2 and two in their past 11 games. So... I think the Celtics, really, they were going to be a top-four team, but now they're really struggling. They need to work some of these things out with their chemistry. Marcus Smart needs to stop taking bad shots. Kyrie needs to learn how to play with younger people. He can't rely on LeBron anymore. He He doesn't have all those pieces to lean toward like he did on the Cavaliers. Or last year when he was gone, I don't even understand how they're struggling. They didn't have Gordon Hayward. They didn't have Kyrie a lot last year. And yet they still had a top four spot in the East. And I don't I don't really know how this is affecting them in a worser way. So next we're gonna talk about the Pistons. They are nine and two in their last eleven games, as I've already said. But I think this is really good for them. I mean, I did not expect this. They're currently sixth in the Eastern Conference, half a game above the Brooklyn Nets, who are struggling. And so I really think that the Pistons who arguably are one of the best teams in the NBA in the past 15 games, I would say. And they are extremely, I don't even have a lot of words to say about this. This is completely different besides their struggles uh, Yet last night excuse me, in their game against the Raptors. They had a couple of center troubles. Zaza Pachulia got ejected. Andre Drummond had five fouls in the third quarter, three in the first half. And Thonmaker had five fouls, and they went to overtime against the Raptors. Marcus Gasol should have definitely bullied on that mismatch because they did, they did not have everyone, all their big men playing out their full strength because of that foul trouble. So will we write back after you listen to this advertisement? We will come back talking about on our thoughts for today's game and the power ranking surprises. Did you know that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast? They give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. 
Now we're going to talk about our thoughts, my thoughts on the games today. So we have a seven game slate. We have the Mavericks taking on the Nets, the Hawks taking on the Heat, the Nuggets taking on the Spurs, the Bucks taking on the Suns, the Pelicans taking on the Jazz, the Knicks taking on the Kings, and the Clippers taking on the Lakers. For the first one, we have the Mavs versus the Nets. I'm going to go with the Nets today. I'm, I'm a Pistons fan, so I don't really want the Nets to win because that would mean that they would likely be in sixth place or tied for six with the Pistons. But I really have to take them, even though they're struggling of late. Joe Harris, the three-point contest champion, isn't doing what he normally does, which is shoot a really good three ball. Spencer Dinwiddie's not performing. Karis LeVert. The only bright spot over there is probably D'Angelo Russell, a top 10 MVP candidate for sure. So I'm going to have to go with the Nets over there, even though Luka Doncic is an extremely stellar player. I don't think he's going to be able to put up with the, the Nets. Next, we have the Hawks versus the Heat. I'm going to have to go with the Heat, despite the Hawks doing very well in their past three games. The Heat just have more energy. They're not going to, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But they have Wade, Dwayne Wade, and honestly, I think he can provide some source off the bench. Goran Dragic is back, and he's pouring off anything he wants to do. He's a point guard. He's distributing the ball however he wants to. Next, we move on to the Nuggets versus the Spurs. The Spurs really need some wins to get today, to get today and the next couple of days and coming up games fend off the Lakers for that playoff position and hold their 21, I think it is, year playoff, straight playoff appearances. I'm going to have to go with the Nuggets here, despite what the ESPN panel thinks. They think the Spurs have a 52% chance of winning this game. I say the Nuggets because they have, well, one, the obvious people, everyone, person everyone knows, the Joker, Nikola Jokic. But they also have some guys that are underrated, like last year and this year, such as Isaiah Thomas, Gary Harris, Will Barton. It's not just Nikola Jokic. He has he gets triple-doubles a lot. How else is he going to get the, the assists? But he has a really good team around him, and I'm not surprised that they're in the two-seed. I'm surprised that they're, like, two games within the Warriors, who are struggling, too. So Next, we have... The Bucks versus the Suns, I'm going to say, I don't know anyone in their right mind who would actually go with the Suns here. This is a matter of the second or third best record in the NBA in the Bucks versus the worst record with the Suns. The Bucks are 48-15. and 15. The Suns are 13-51. and 51. So that means the Bucks have two more losses than the Suns have wins. Now I know the Suns are taking for Z tanking for Zion, but that's that's a lot for one person, and they're not even that good of a team. So I don't know how to root for them, really. Next we got the Pelicans versus the Jazz. I'm gonna have to go with the Jazz here. Donovan Mitchell lighting it up on Saturday with a 43-point career high game against the Bucks. I think really they just have an advantage here. They can hurt you on both sides of the ball. Defensive player of the year candidate Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell scoring and Rudy Gobert can score. Don't forget about Ricky Rubio distributing the ball. 
I really think they have a great shot at winning this game. Next, we got the Kings versus the Knicks. The Knicks also a terrible team. Terrible, terrible team. They are 15th in the Eastern Conference with 13 wins and 50 losses. So they are also tanking for Zion. But um, the Kings are actually in a spot for a in contention for a playoff spot, excuse me. And so I really think they could get it this year. Despite having not so good seasons the past couple years, I think they could really get this win and push forward even though Marvin Bagley's injured. Lastly, we have the Clippers versus the Lakers. I'm going to surprise a couple of people and go with the Clippers on this one. The Lakers are just having a hard time getting it rolling. The Clippers are actually still one of the better teams in the NBA despite trading away Tobias Harris and Boban Marjanovic in that big deal with the 76ers. They did get Landry Shamet, who is doing very good. He scored 21 points last night or Saturday. I don't remember which one it is. And they are 10th in the power rankings. So we'll be right back with another advertisement. Stay tuned because coming soon, we have the power ranking surprises. The six most surprising teams in their power ranking spots. And then the standing surprises and then some news to wrap it up. Lastly, we're going to go over our power ranking NBA surprises, our standing surprises, and our news. So we're going to start with the Utah Jazz coming in at number 7. Now, this move is actually good for who wrote this. I think this is really something they deserve. I'm not sure they're a top 7 team in the power rankings, really. But I'm going to have to agree with this one a little bit because of their recent surges and the amount of play they've been getting from some players like Donovan Mitchell, Ricky Rubio, and Rudy Gobert. They're definitely a playoff team. I don't think they're a seven best team right now. Next, we have the Clippers at number 10. Now, Montrez Harrell, Montrezl Harrell, excuse me, and Lou Williams are really carrying this team with some help from Landry Shamet, this the rookie guard. I really think that 10th is definitely not the spot for them. I don't think they're that good of a team. This is not their spot. They're definitely probably a 15th or a 13th, but not 10th because they're just going to trend downhill. They had some pretty good they had pretty good spottage because of Tobias Harris, but I think they're going to go downhill pretty quickly. Not quickly actually. I think they can maybe squeeze out a playoff spot if they can keep up this pace, which I don't think they will. The Pistons at number 14, I really think they should be higher instead of the Clippers because of their 9-2 surge, like I said earlier, and because of the fact that they are doing this and they're playing pretty tough schedules. They've had to play the Spurs. They've had to play the Raptors. I'm not going to mention the Cavaliers because that would just make them seem like, okay, they beat the Cavs by 30 points. That's something regular. But I really think that they're just a great team, dynamic. They can beat you on all sides of the ball. They're really doing better because Blake Griffin is now just not a shoot, 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 give me the ball, I'll score. He's now more pass, pass, pass. Oh, look, they're mismatching me. Shoot, pass, pass. And Andre's remounting more for them. 
Reggie's more confident, but Luke Kennard off the bench is scoring really well for them. Next, we have the Lakers at number 22. I never thought I would see a LeBron team in the bottom 20 of the NBA. But this is this is uncharted territory for him. He's never really had to come back in the, at the end of a season to push for a playoff spot. He's always been somewhere in the top mix. I think he can somehow, if he can somehow put this together, they'll just get an easy first round loss probably. Next, we had the Magic at number 16. They were one of the bottom 13. They were one of the bottom three teams, actually. But now they're surging. As of late, they're pushing for a playoff spot. I think they're two games out of eighth place. So I think this is good for them. Aaron Gordon, obviously, having a really good season. And lastly, the Blazers, the Trail Portland Trail Blazers, are at number five. CJ McCollum. Yusuf Nurkic and Damian Lillard are really carrying this team. Rodney Hood had 24 points last night, 21 of them in the fourth quarter. This team is really full of surprises. You never know how they can hurt you, but you just know that they will. So, we have. I'm just gonna share with you a couple of standing surprises from my end. I'm gonna. Go, I'm gonna go with three from each conference. I'm gonna start with. The Wash the Miami Heat, excuse me, they are half a game out of a playoff spot. Now, I know this is like okay, the Miami Heat are uh, are barely out of a playoff spot. But this team actually isn't doesn't have a superstar player. They have they're like in my opinion the Patriots, except they're not. The Patriots have Tom Brady in three pretty good guys, three good guys, and then the rest are mediocre. The Heat have no superstar. Their best player is probably Goran Dragic or Dwayne Wade, and D. Wade's coming off their bench. They're just well-rounded. They can beat you in so many different ways, but they can also lose you in so many different ways. Next, we have the Brooklyn Nets in seventh place. They were the one of the worst teams in the NBA. The past couple years, but they made a recent surge this year, helped by D'Angelo Russell, and I think they can actually compete for a spot. Not saying that they they'll get it, but they can compete for one. And lastly, we're gonna go with the Indiana Pacers. Surprisingly, at number three, seven and a half games back of first place, they're forty-one and twenty-three. And this is surprising considering they lost Oladipo about a month and a half ago. But they've been carried by DeMontis Sabonis coming off the bench, Miles Turner, Bojan Bogdanovic. It's really just a matter of play good, play good, you don't need a superstar. Next we move on to the Western Conference. The surprising team for me is really the Clippers. I mean, I know I said that they weren't really good this year, but well, they weren't good right now. But they're actually seventh, nine games back of first place. That's how crowded this West is. They There's not a lot of room that you can't come back in this Western Conference. I mean, honestly, they're seventh, 36, and 29. I think they can hold on to this spot. They're three and a half games away from the Kings, ahead of the Kings, and they... I think they're here to stay. They're going to get a playoff spot, probably get an early round exit, no offense. And next we have 
my the 13th, 16 and a half games away from first place, seven and a half, seven games back from the number eight spot, the Dallas Mavericks. Now, I didn't really think they would be a playoff team this year, but Luka Doncic has really turned them into a pretty good team. Once they traded away DeAndre Jordan and Dennis Smith Jr., I didn't think that they could really do anything else because Luka needs help. He's not going to be a super sensation he, like he was in the first half. I mean, honestly, you've been hearing less and less about him now. Besides his birthday, that was a couple of days ago. You're not really hearing a lot more about Luka Doncic because he doesn't have that help a lot. And lastly, I'm going to say the Minnesota Timberwolves. They came back, I think they were about 14th uh, when they fired Tom Thibodeau a couple of months ago. But now they're 11th and they are five and a six, seven and a half, excuse me, away from a playoff spot. And I think it's reachable, but I don't think they'll try to get it. Derrick Rose is probably the most improved player of the year. and He is the most improved player of the year. And I think Carl Anthony Towns is having one of his career years coming off a serious car accident. I think this is really good for him. And lastly, we have some news. The Warriors have signed Eric I mean, sorry, Eric. Andrew Bogut from he, he was on the 2014-15 championship roster. He moved to Australia and played for this team. He won MVP for the Kings. He won MVP, and now he's coming back. Now, thank you for watching. I will come out with another episode soon. Be tuned. Tell your friends. Thank you for watching, and have a great day.